So, uh, Kyle, how do you go about writing a song? Like, what inspires you? You said death, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> sobered me right up. <laughs> that's, that's right, yeah. death. How y'all doing? Welcome back to Something in the Water podcast, and we're here with Uncle Dave Griffin, and I'm Sean Clark, and we got Justin Mercer back here with Caution Light Media, and our Kyle, our, our Kyle. He is our, our Kyle. Kyle. He is our That's Kyle. Perfect. <laughs> our guest, our buddy, Kyle Keller. Yes. Yeah. Singer-songwriter. Good, good to have be here. you, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Our yeah. Kyle. Our Kyle. <laughs> our Kyle. <laughs> well, talking about music, and uh, I think... Uh, We've we've had our uh, share of uh, musicians and songwriters on here because that's kind of who we hang out with. Yeah. And uh, Kyle, you're a good one. I appreciate it. <laughs> that's, that's high praise coming from you. <laughs> yeah. So you've yeah. been in town recording today? I have, yeah. So right on. We actually got the finishing touches up on the album, so there's that. Cool. Added some harmonica, and it's going to be real simple. It's going to be acoustic guitar, harmonica, and singing, and some piano, and that's it. And you're recording with uh, Justin? Yes. Yeah. Right here? Right Justin here. Mercer. <laughs> awesome. You got a, a date you want to release this, or are you just going to... Not really an exact date, no. When it gets ready? I think it's going to be a little bit before I do some uh, physical copies and stuff. We're going to do it digitally first and just throw it out there, just so I have something for people to go look up. <laughs> right on. Cool, man. And you're also doing the uh, fossil... Tours and yes. stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. And you get about yeah. Wild Kyle? Wild Kyle. On YouTube? I have a YouTube channel, yeah. Yes, so we make YouTube videos where, about where fossil Where uh, fossil tours go on? Where do Mostly they? Gainesville. Gainesville, Florida. Florida. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So right around there. That's all that uh, uh, inlets and uh, uh, saltwater flats and stuff. Or that's well, a little no, further. We're, that's we're, a little further west. Yeah, we're central yeah. Florida, right in central the middle Florida, of the state. That's yeah. right, yeah. A lot of... Uh, um, Springs and all around there. A lot. Yeah. We go to the Santa Fe River a lot, do scuba diving around there yeah. and stuff. It's beautiful. Um, it's an amazing area. What kind of fossils do y'all usually find around there? Well, my favorite type of fossils to find are the Ice Age fossils, like mammoths and mastodons no and stuff like that. So we actually, me and my buddy Chris went out recently and we found uh, a spectacled bear molar, which are now extinct in Florida, and a dire wolf premolar. So wow. dire wolves were also around in Florida as well. So imagine cool. a big wolf, not yeah. quite as big as Game of Thrones wolves, but right. you know, still Huge. <laughs> Dang, <Giant>. prehistoric, <laughs> uh, speck, speckled bear, spectacled, spectacled bear. Speckled. Yeah. So they're still around in parts of the world, stuff, just not in Florida anymore. What do you have like? Yeah, yeah they've got like the Glasses. they've got like the the brown <laughs> kind okay. of whatever around kind of like there. A coon. Yeah, uh, they look similar, like that. a big giant the scary spe- raccoon, <laughs> the great spectacle bear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't realize uh, all oh, There's that, a lot of stuff to be found in Florida. It's kind of wild. stuff was down there. Because I guess the Ice Age, it was cold everywhere. Well, yeah, camels were native to Florida. And, really? Yeah, camels and giant ground sloths and all kinds of weird, funky animals. Lots happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, shark teeth great. right in Gainesville, too. Shark's so, teeth, you know, yeah. and that's in the middle of the state. In the middle, yeah. 
you're talking millions of years ago, Florida yeah. was underwater and right, the, right, yeah. sharks shed their teeth and I mean, there you are. It's, uh, the continental shelf, I think it extended from the Atlantic Ocean coast as it is now, it extended pretty good ways in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all of this was, I mean, Ware County was probably underwater at that time too. That's yeah, it was. Probably how absolutely. the swamp, uh, Okefenokee Swamp. I think that's part of it. There's part of it. You know, some some the, sort of like weird current that formed the low spot there or something. Yeah, when the you know? water receded and everything, there was a few basins left, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. I'm always keeping my eyes open when I'm driving around and stuff, like looking at little dips and stuff in the in the land and like yeah. trying to like piece it together in my head. Like, you know, this was, there was a creek there at one time where you see the sinkholes in Florida all the time, you know. You can tell where a sinkhole was and stuff uh-huh. like that. It's kind of wild. Oh, yeah. You're originally from Nashville. Nashville, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Heck yeah. yeah. The opposite of Nashville, Tennessee, right? Yeah. <laughs> nothing like it. <laughs> it was a, you can't uh, get paid to play there either, huh? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a, a nightclub there, Cadillac? Cadillac Ranch. You Cadillac there, yeah? Ranch. I played there one, one or you? two times, yeah. That sounds like <laughs> a, a good place. It's a real interesting Nashville's yeah. a cool little spot. Yeah. And you you had T-shirts that were like the yeah I had the, the T-shirts modeled after the the Welcome to Nashville welcome sign. sign. <laughs> yeah, so it's because it looks really good. It was a cool That's design, cool. you know. I they look good. They had little shirt. dogwood flowers on yeah. it and stuff, and it looked really nice. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I had the shirts made out of it, and everybody thinks it's a, a gravestone. Everyone sees it. Like, is this is the gravestone. I was like, no, but that's it's whatever you want. That's to cool be, too. <laughs> that's pretty well, funny. Tell us a little bit about um, your history as far as music goes. Like, kind of what prompted you to get going in this? Yeah. Well, to be honest, like I, I started out wanting to be a punk rocker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I was like listening to a bunch of Social Distortion and How old were stuff you like really that. Like I was 16. 16. Yeah, I was 16 kind of a late bloomer for, uh, yeah, compared to some people. Absolutely. You know? I, I wish I had started earlier, yeah. you know, but it's, uh comes when it comes, I guess. And yeah, yeah. I wanted to be a punk rocker and all my friends played guitar and they were punk rockers and I thought it was cool and... You know, so I had my friends teach me some guitar stuff, and I ended up borrowing a guitar from my friend. And, yeah. you know, I kind of did that thing for a while, wrote some yeah. horrible songs, yeah, some really bad songs about very vulgar <laughs> stuff, you know, yeah. stuff I don't want to talk about. But, uh, <laughs> songs. So, yeah, that kind of thing. And uh, it didn't really take me long to kind of start moving away from that stuff. And mm. I started kind of listening to some folk music and stuff. And actually, a lot of the punk rockers I was listening to, like in the big bands like Social Distortion and like Mm -hmm. Bad Religion and all this, were going off and doing side projects of like basically like country folk music, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was really cool. And Mm -hmm. that stuff kind of inspired me to get into that aspect of things. Yeah, I started off with the the heavier stuff and, or, uh, you know, garage rock and stuff. And then you're like, where'd this come from? And then you keep, you know, kind of going back on the roots of that and the roots of that, and then yeah, you, you always end up to folk music. It does, it does, yeah. <laughs> folk music is where it started, yeah. man. You, just, you end up there, and I found people like Bob Dylan and Neil Young, and those were, like, yeah. two of the big ones, and then shortly after that, it was Towns Van Zandt, and oh my God. Towns Van Zandt changed my life forever, so yeah. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Folk Pro- music was the original punk, I guess. I, yeah, honestly. Yeah. You get yeah, folks protest like, songs and oh everything. yeah, you get Pete Seeger and Woody, Woody Guthrie. Guthrie and Woody Guthrie, <laughs> he was the original OG punk. <laughs> come, on the, come on the farm and play his protest songs yeah. and get the crap beat out of him. <laughs> Go to the next farm and do the same thing. Yeah, folk musicians are still yeah, doing that yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
going around and playing songs about politics and getting yeah. beat up. <laughs> so, uh, what's your? I, I know what your genre is, but I just yeah. you know from your own words, what are you shooting for? I would call it country folk, Americana. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Americana's a little bit of everything, and that's a, a widely used term and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of want folks to just call it whatever they want, you know. Yeah. But but for Not me personally, it, yeah. like I feel like I lean more on the folk side of things. Definitely. And and what kind of stuff do you like to write about? I write about a little bit of everything. I feel yeah. like I I wrote a really long time. I wrote a lot about just kind of the general heartbreak and and stuff like that. Yeah. And I haven't written a song about that in a long time. <laughs> I've been I've that's, been kind of moving on. Pretty good. Yeah. Going, going so, pretty good. Well, yeah, I've been in a relationship for four yeah. years now, and yeah. you can't. It's hard yeah, to write songs hard to like that. Heartbreak. When you, yeah. yeah. When your right. heart's not being broken. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been I've been kind of taking a turn lately and just. Uh, I'm way too young to be writing about this, but I've been writing a lot about death because <laughs> it's an interesting topic in, in my mind and yeah, cool. that kind of thing. So it's uh, something I, I tend to to think about a lot, and it's a mysterious thing. So mm-hmm. I write about that, and mm-hmm. I write a little bit about social issues and stuff like that. I've been inspired by, like, Pete mm-hmm. Seeger, Woody Guthrie, so I do a little bit of that as well. And uh, I've kind of been taking a definitely a turn towards that style more than anything, cool. like, and being less afraid to kind of speak my mind about certain things right. and stuff like that, which has been nice. It's it's proven to be it's proven to be like good you know people are responding well to it so oh, shoot. Awesome. it's pretty cool. We'll play we'll that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like play us a song. Yeah, I'll do so. Let's do uh, do one about death. Oh, right. <laughs> no death. So it's called Too Many Ways. off my wristwatch the sun's still in the sky and the seasons still are changing and the river is running dry our hair is turning gray our friends and family die oh there's too damn many ways to tell the time well flowers die and other flowers grow rain comes pouring down but it still hurts to know and soon the time will come when it's time for me to go I'll leave behind a song head into the unknown well flowers die and other flowers grow I'm one more footstep closer to the grave I got no more time to kill And one more bill I can't pay 
And the tall oak tree that's growing Will rot away someday It'll feed the earth May my body do the same Oh, I'm one more footstep closer to the grave There's too damn many ways to tell the time Took off my wristwatch The sun's still in the sky And the seasons still are changing And the river is running dry My hair's turning gray Friends and family die Oh, there's too damn many ways to tell the time Oh, there's too damn many ways to tell the time All right, yes, sir. That's good. They're kind of hitting close to home there now. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting on up there myself, you know, but... Uh, uh, that's beautiful. I appreciate it. That's very nice. Is that going to be on the new album? It's not going to be on this one. No, it'll be on the next one. Oh, yeah. so it's super new. This one's super new, yeah. Cool. So this one's got a, it'll be there, but not yet. <laughs> where, so can everybody, where can everybody find your music? So it's uh, on Spotify. It's on all streaming platforms. So I did an EP with Justin a while back. So yeah, there's a, a five-track EP on there that we did. And, uh that's on, you know, every streaming platform and all that. And then as far as a lot more new stuff, there's plenty of new stuff just uh, just on, like, YouTube and stuff. You can search Kyle Keller Music, oh. and a bunch of videos will pop up, and there's just a bunch of stuff I've been doing lately. And the sound has been changing over the years and stuff, so it's a little bit more accurate to what I've got going on now. Awesome. Definitely. I like the finger-picking you was doing on yeah, there. I, I, it. I, I, <laughs> used to, I used to do a lot of that, and I was pretty daggum good at it back yeah when I was in my 20s, but it is, if you if you don't use it, you lose it, you know, kind of thing, you know, because it's just, I got away from it, and it's just uh, not something I really go to anymore, but uh, uh, so uh, when you uh, moved from punk to folk and everything, did you have, uh, uh, did that technique, finger picking, because it's different, you know, right, not yeah. a lot of people can do it, you know, did yeah. you? Just naturally grab hold of it, or did somebody inspire you like Towns? Yeah, I was yeah. definitely listening to like Towns Van Zant and John Prine and stuff uh -huh. like that. That's that's yeah. what got me into the finger picking. And uh, for a long time, I still used to pick and stuff, and I wasn't real comfortable with the finger picking. But here in the last like two years or so, I've basically stopped using picks completely because mm -hmm. I'm real sloppy with them. So <laughs> I feel you a lot do. more feel a lot more comfortable doing this, you know. Mm -hmm. And even when if I'm strumming, you know, I'd rather just strum with my. Mm -hmm. Pointer finger. Yeah, I do that too. It just feels better to me. Yeah, and I and then you have to be afraid about dropping it, and then you know what do you do then? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a it's a nice nice thing to do. It's a, it feels more comfortable for me and sounds sounds pretty. So, um, what kind of guitar you got? It's there? a Martin guitar. Martin. It's the DRS one Dreadnought Road series. Yeah, <coughs> it's a it's a beauty. I've had it for and since 2014. So. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's been with me for a while. 
and it's mm-hmm. I love it. I love the way it sounds. It's a beautiful guitar. It's pretty. Real woodsy, earthy sound. Yeah, that's what I like about it. It's deep, dreadnought. Kyle used to do a bunch of busking over there in Jekyll and stuff. I did. Oh, did you know yeah. that? I did not know that. I did Where that. Where at? Just uh, made some money. I would go right in front beach. of. I would go right in front of uh, the the Fernandina Fantastic Fudge right there on the corner. Oh, you know in Fernandina. Yeah. Oh, Fernandina. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. staying Jekyll for some yeah. reason. Yeah. 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 I haven't done Jekyll. That's, that's, that's great. Uh, downtown. The old yeah. street right down. Absolutely. Downtown Fernandina. It was yeah. fun. I would so, go in the summer. Is that when you were in Nashville, Georgia? And yeah, you... I was living there. And I would just drive there on the weekends and stuff like that and sleep in my van and <laughs> yeah. do a little bit of basket. It was great. Pretty good living. I, I did. Mean, yeah. I did well. Yeah. I really did. I did. I did good. You had to have a permit and stuff to do you it. Did. So okay. yeah. yeah, the permit was three hundred bucks. Three hundred. Yeah. That's what for I'm a, for a year. For a year. Yeah. Okay. And you make it back in the oh, first weekend, yeah. anyways. So. Back quick. Yeah. yeah so. I would be scared to spend the three hundred to like when you're busking. Already, no, you're gonna you know, make it back. You, know. you make it back yes, easy there. Uh, uh, I assume that there's seasons. It's all seasonal down there. You know, your best time was probably spring through. Uh, yeah, November. Heck, I mean, yeah, yeah, climbing yeah, is so in the good winter, down there. The summer, I, I do really good in the summer, but it was always yeah. so hot. I didn't do it a whole lot, mm-hmm. you know, because it was just ridiculously hot yeah. out there. But man, there's a lot of people, and everybody's lining up to get ice mm-hmm. cream at the fudge shop. So I know there you, you go. You go play right there, and perfect. You get a lot of a crowd, you know. So it was really nice. Pretty cool. I miss doing it. it Did you really have to r- ever run anybody off your corner? No, I never know. <laughs> I think the fact that it was so expensive, it kept a lot of people out of there. Yeah, because there wasn't a whole lot of street performers because it was expensive to get a permit. But I had I had uh, folks try to run me out. Oh, yeah? Like not not people <clears throat> trying to per- perform, but like code enforcement folks and stuff like that. And they would be like saying I can't be there and stuff. But I had the rules printed out, so I'd I'd bring the rules out and be like, well, here's where it says I can be here, and they'd be like, oh, you're good. <laughs> and then let me keep playing. <laughs> So that was yeah. pretty funny. They're always trying to give me hell for it. <laughs> Should get it tattooed on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the rules. Here's the rules. I'm fine. <laughs> and I had permission from the FUD shop. They didn't mind. They were like, of yeah, course. this is you're, fine. Yeah, you're bringing Probably people over there. Create business for them. Yeah, I think yeah. that they, they thought it was cool. Did, you know? Were you amplified? or No, just, it was completely just... unamplified. And I was using a pick a lot then. I could, uh, had to right. be loud enough. Get it out. <laughs> and uh, I would just do a bunch of mostly covers and stuff and some of my own stuff. I would sing a bunch of like Eagles and mm. Bob Dylan and Neil Young and all that mm. stuff. And do a bunch of my own songs and stuff so it was really cool i met a lot of really cool people and it was it was really fun good way to pick up gigs too probably yeah yeah people were always telling me hey this place down the road does gigs and this place Mm -hmm. down the road and a lot of times i was making more money busking and i didn't want to go play the gigs (laughs) so i was like all right better off on the street you know (laughs) sometimes you make more doing that Uh, I, i got 200 bills at different occasions yeah, that, was, that blew me away. Awesome. The fact that people would do that—that huh? was awesome. Yeah, that don't happen very often. When it does, it's yeah. You're like, wow. Like, <laughs> now I know why I do this. Yeah, you know, to people like that, it ain't about the money, folks. That's right. That reminded me of uh, I was playing in Albany where we just played this past weekend at Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. and I was doing playing a solo gig, and I had my drink right here, and some they were. I think it was a wedding that came in there. After they were all drunk and whatever, dancing. And uh guy just put money right in my drink, like stuff, <laughs> stuffed it. Like he didn't even know it was a drink. You know, oh, stuffed it in there. Gosh. I was like, what, man? 
pull it out, it's a hundred. Perfect. It's like, yeah, I'll get another drink. No problem. <laughs> I just still drink it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> this is great. Oh. That was one of the few times I ever got a hundred tip, but it happens every once in a while. When it does, you feel good. <laughs> mm-hmm. He probably didn't know it was a hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oops. He didn't know it was a drink. He got home later, he's like, Where's my hundred dollar bill? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I figure to a lot of people like that, a hundred dollar bill is like what a five dollar bill to me would yeah, be, you know. <laughs> just throwing it around. Yeah, it is a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. man. For me, it's like, oh, he's five dollars. <laughs> Have you ever uh, been in a band? You've always done solo. Thing? Um, I've definitely played with people and stuff here and there, and lately I've been playing with a, gu- a lead guitarist for a while. His name's Austin Brockner, and uh, we've been doing a lot together lately. But other than that, not a whole lot. Like I haven't had a uh, a whole setup really yet. I've mm-hmm. played in bands. Like I play bass in a band right now called The Leaning Trees. Cool. So I do that, and that's super fun. But I'm I'm kind of in the works of maybe trying to get something put together, and I want something real simple. Like maybe not any percussion at all. You know, maybe stand up bass and me and the lead guitarist and maybe a fiddle player or something. You know, this cool. is some kind yeah, of you know a folky arrangement. Pedal steel player would be amazing, but, you know, yeah. something like that. You're in Gainesville. I'm in Gainesville, Florida, yeah. It's a pretty good music town. It is, actually. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when I got there because I, like, I kind of went there on a whim. I was like, I like Gainesville. I'm going to go to Gainesville. And uh, it is, uh, there's a lot of extremely talented singer-songwriters there. And it's been really cool making friends with all them and doing shows and stuff and kind of finally getting to the point, like, uh, I'm, getting to a point where I'm actually making a little bit of a, a fan base there, you know, awesome. and it's really cool. How long so, you been there? Three years. Three yeah. years, yeah. So, that's good. I've been hosting an open mic there every Monday for about two years at the, this place called The Bull. The Bull. And, yeah, and that's a really cool thing to, to see going on. I've been having people come, you know, from when I started hosting it till now and seeing them improve and okay. everybody's writing songs and doing their own thing, and it's really, yeah. really a cool thing to be a part of. It's a kind of a community now. We feel like a big family. Cool, it's, man. It's really nice. We've played over there a few times, but not enough to really meet everybody that's going, you know, all the scene and everything. It's, it's big. It's definitely, yeah. there's a lot of people. Got to get you down there, man. Yeah. Heartwood Soundstage. Heck yeah. Listening I want to try that it's out. It's a beautiful venue. I got, uh, I got to go get a tooth pulled <laughs> shortly. Uh-huh. Uh, it's giving me some problems and everything. So I went to the local dentist or, uh, and uh, the cheap dentist here. And they said, uh, we can't pull that one because it's right under your sinuses. Oh, and uh, if it leaves a hole, we won't have the services to be able to stitch the hole up. So so you need to go to these guys. And I looked at their prices, and it was like, no. <laughs> and so uh, there's a dental college in Augusta. Then I found out there's a dental college in Gainesville. Yeah. And so I called uh, them and... Uh, it's like a flat fee, one-time fee of like 180 bucks, you know, as opposed to yeah. two or three thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Know? And uh, so I'm gonna be going down there soon. Hey, bring your uh, guitar. Yeah, bring your guitar. Uh, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I might need somebody to drive me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be all doped up on that stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know, but there's a. I guess there's a chance. They say when they pull an upper tooth in the back like that which is right underneath the sinus wall mm-hmm. there's a chance that the roots pull the open up a hole you know which oh, have yeah. to be surgically stitched yep. you know because if not there's a hole straight through that's why i guess 
to your brain, and you'd be walking around whistling. <laughs> Talk about the brain freeze. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, you get cold drink in there, and it goes up there, and you'll you, feel that. One time you went to uh, get some teeth work done at something for musicians in Athens. Yeah. Uh, there was like a, a traveling uh, van what, or something? Music Cares is the name of the – it's cool. a nonprofit uh Musicians need to know about this. Yeah, music <laughs> cares. Uh, go online. You can uh, find a, a simple application. Uh, you have to prove that you are a musician. Uh, in other words, you have to show them either newspaper clippings or uh, CDs that you've recorded and so forth. So on. it's not hard at all. It's just, uh, But it's kind of like a support group. It started out as a support group for musicians because uh, a lot of musicians – uh, don't have the money. safety net, you know. <laughs> don't have they don't money. have tenure, money. long time tenure with uh, <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> retirement and everything, or insurance, insurance. you know. So uh, health insurance, especially, and it was uh, they had a little like a mobile dental unit that would uh, show up in certain places like Athens and Atlanta and wherever, and. Uh, yeah, I went to that one time. It was pretty cool. It's free. Yeah. That was free. No charge. Oh, it's amazing. No charge whatsoever. You couldn't find them this time. They're on the other side of the country or something? They out there somewhere. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a <clears throat> pretty pretty neat thing. Uh, music cares. Mm-hmm. I think it's one word, music cares. Uh, yeah. And they do other things besides just dental work. I mean... Bills to help you out on if you're uh, in a uh, bad place. Oh, really? You know? I mean, they'll uh, take a financial burden off of you if you're having a, a hard time uh, paying your car payment or your house payment or something. You know, they just oh. kind of a stopgap awesome. safety net for musicians. That's. I might go look that up. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I think Dylan might have had something to do with that. Uh, uh, I'm sure some of the big names really uh, were behind that, you know, endorsing it or, uh, you know, maybe sitting on the board of directors when it was first formed or something. But right. It's a really cool thing. Yeah. We need awesome. all the help we can get. Mm-hmm. It's true. I've seen stuff like in Nashville and stuff like that too, or somewhere where something similar to that, where it's like mm-hmm. a musicians guild, you know, they like yeah. all get together and they pitch in for health insurance for everybody or something, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may even offer like a group insurance, uh, you know, for musicians too. So it's uh, sure enough a helping hand, that's for sure. Yeah, needed a lot. We don't make much. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I got smart and married somebody with insurance. <laughs> <laughs> good move. Hey. Yeah, good call. <laughs> you just get a grandfathered into it. It right? was a plus. <laughs> so, uh, how do you? Did we? I know we talked about the fossils stuff and wild Kyle. Uh, your channel is just wild Kyle. Wild Kyle. Yeah, one word, wild Kyle. Go on YouTube and type it in, and there it is. And that's the only format for that is uh, YouTube? Yeah, just YouTube. Cool. Well, Instagram, too, like the Wild Kyle on Instagram. And, cool. You know, so there's a bunch of pictures and stuff on there. Yeah, cool I, sub- stuff I subscribe I to the YouTube channel. So. Awesome. 
Much every time it pops up, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I do a little, a, little, a little everything on there. I do fossil hunting and gem and mineral hunting and scuba diving with, scuba alligators. Diving with alligators and I saw that one. bottle hunting and stuff like that. <laughs> like, There's an alligator here while I go, and now they're down there in under a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Broken <laughs> bottles. <laughs> and a... We had a buddy get bit on the foot down on the Peace River not too long ago. By alligator? Yeah, by alligator, yeah. He was bad. They're, they're usually... It wasn't horrible. He had stitches and stuff, but he's he's good to go. Didn't like latch on and it like death yeah. roll. No, I don't. I think it did. I think he said it did. I wasn't there. I was there like two days before it happened on the same river scuba diving, and then. But typically they they're harmless. Typically they're harmless. Yeah. Typically yeah. they're like they're not gonna they're not gonna mess with you. Yeah. And you know you gotta come to expect it. it's gonna happen at some point sometimes. Every now and then you'll there. run across one you're, that's pissed off yeah, about exactly. something. Exactly. You know. There's an ornery gator out there yeah, yeah, somewhere. He's having a bad yeah, day. I'm hungry. Yeah. And you're in their territory, you got to remember, you know. So yeah, it's like you, get down there and step on one or kick one. Or... <laughs> well, yeah, you're diving low visibility too. Yeah. You can't see if you mm. run into one. Yeah, it's gonna you're gonna provoke it, and it's it's not really, it's not the gator's fault. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think the one I was watching. What, there's another guy, YouTube guy, and he goes does the river dives a lot. And uh, what's that guy's name? His name Jake. Is it Jake? I think so. the Almighty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were we, you dude, with him? We, yeah, we've met up with quite a few yeah. little buddies, man. It's 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 awesome. It's cool. He was with. That's who Henry was with when he got bit. Wow. Because yeah. before I knew you were doing it, I was I was watching a few of his, and then I was like, wow, now Kyle's doing it. Oh, now he's doing it with him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so cool. it's been cool. It's been cool. Jake's a super good dude, and he's man, he's at like, uh, I think he's at about ten million subscribers on YouTube. Right wow. now, yeah. it's madness. <laughs> he, he finds like all kind of guns and yeah. bottles and uh, bottles with things in them that people threw yeah. in there and yeah. old phone phones and like cell phones that people lose and sunglasses. Yeah. He'll pull up anything. He'll just keep bringing it up. And yeah, we go to the Santa Fe River yeah. sometimes and go look yeah. for that stuff after like a Memorial Day or something. You go load up, get yourself a, a couple new pairs of Costas and stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now is that where you do your tours? Santa yeah. Fe River. We do some stuff there in Santa Fe, but a lot yeah. we do a lot of scuba diving in there, and so the yeah. tours don't involve scuba diving. But okay, yeah, so we do that and uh, just for ourselves, you know. But what kind of water is that? It's is normally it? really clear. Is Santa it? Fe, yeah, because yeah. there's so many springs running yeah. in, and uh, if we haven't had a lot of rain, it's going to get really clear. But if we get a lot of rain, it'll get dark. Right. So it'll just take some time to clear up after that. But the tours, you don't do that. You you take them out to dig and stuff, right? Yeah, mostly in creeks, like small small creeks and stuff like mm -hmm. that, where the water is like you know knee deep at most or something like that. Do you have to have permission or anything for? So yeah, you areas. do if it's if it's private property. So it just depends. Like we for like state property and stuff like that, some places are off limits, but we also have a fossil permit. So mm -hmm. we have a group permit too, so which allows us to take groups out, stuff like that. Cool. And it's easy to get. It's like five dollars a year from from the Florida Museum of Natural History in Gainesville. You just send in a little form and you know, they'll send them five bucks and they'll send you the thing back and That's cool. your only responsibility is reporting your fines. So you have to report any vertebrate material, which is going to be like your mammoth mastodon, stuff like that. Uh, but you don't have to report shark teeth because... What is the, so many the uh, reason for the report? I mean, it's, is somebody going to claim it? No, no. That's, it, if, it's if very it's, rare. I mean, it's possible it's that... Very they, rare? Yeah, it's possible yeah. they could ask you to be like, hey, if you want to donate it. Like, they've yeah. definitely asked stuff. Usually when they ask, I'll donate stuff because... Yeah. 
they can learn a lot from it. Um, but no, for the, for the most part, they're not going to take anything from you. It's just for them to kind of keep track of what's being found, okay. just in case there's like an important site or something, you know. Yeah. People come across like mammoth and mastodon kill sites where like Native Americans were killing mammoths and mastodons and stuff, and those are like scientifically significant. So mm. they would want to know about stuff like that. Right. Is it kind of like uh, uh, panning for gold? I mean, is that how you... It's similar, yeah. Or do you just... Little shovels, spades, and I mean, you're in water while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're in water. You have a sifter, so we'll we'll build them ourselves a lot yeah. of the times. And you get that metal mesh in the bottom. It's just like a wooden box or whatever. Mm -hmm. You just throw the dirt in there, and then you sift it out, okay. and all the sand falls down and leaves all the rocks exposed. So you can just look through the rocks Ooh. and stuff for <laughs> fossils and whatnot. It's yeah. fun. Are, did you self-educate yourself on all this stuff? Yeah, or? yeah, I did. Yeah, I never went to I haven't never went to school or anything for it. Just kind of read a lot of books and watched a lot of videos and did a lot of research. Which and, came first? Did you say I'm just gonna go try to find some stuff and then start figuring it out? Kind of. It's it's or it's kind of hard to say because like my the what really got me into it was my dad and grandpa would take me looking for arrowheads when I was real little, mm -hmm. and they would like take me looking in farm fields and stuff uh -huh. like that. And I was young at the time, like really young. I have like pictures from a long time ago with me and my dad just I'm, I'm just a tiny guy and we're you know somewhere looking for fossils and stuff so i've always done it you know mm. it's always been a thing and shark teeth on the beach was about the closest i ever yeah <laughs> I, i'm very interested in it though hey we'll take you down man yeah Come i'd down like to Florida. take me and my son down there and let you take us out yeah it'd be awesome be cool you would enjoy it i think there's a lot of a lot of cool history mm. and yeah prehistory and then you know real old stuff and then the more modern history, you know, and finding the bottles and stuff like that, antique bottles and old medicines and whiskeys, that stuff's real fun, too. When you find a gun or something, you have to call the law? Yeah, I've never found a gun, though. So, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but I have friends who, yeah, they do, and they, they call the law and stuff just to see, so you know, it could have been stolen, weapon. murder weapon, you know, mm -hmm. you don't know. <laughs> or it could have belonged to a bespectacled bear. <laughs> Crazy bears running around shoot people. That's right. <laughs> and... What did you call them? Costas? Costas? Costas, yeah. Costas. That's right. Yeah, this is everything all together. There's the spectacle bear for you right there now. Cool. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> well, you want to uh, take a little short break and we'll come back? Sure. And yeah. Finish her up. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. Something in my blood starts to take a hold. Something in my bones starts to lose control. So, uh, Kyle, how do you go about writing a song? Like, what inspires you? You said death, and uh, <laughs> sobered me right up. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Death. It, it comes different every time. It's, right. I mean, it comes it's, different for me too. I was just one. I always want to ask that. You know, there's really no cut and dry thing. It seems like yeah. you know. And you and I were talking about this before all this, you know. And it just uh, 
it kind of happens when it happens mm-hmm. and, and then it don't happen for a while sometimes it doesn't happen me. for a while <laughs> i'm like man can I dave uncle dave here had some kind of some interesting words on that yeah, though saying uh, he doesn't believe in writer's beautiful. block no no i've heard people talk about it you know and fret over it and worry about it. i've got writer's block and i said well sure you do you worrying like crazy about it you know? <laughs> right. Don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. it. Just let it go. Just let it I happen. mean, the, the the muse is going to visit you when she's ready, you know, and yeah. uh, and when she does, you got to be ready. Yeah. That's right. Those are the better ones too, right? You never, yeah. you don't write a good song when you sit there and force it out of you real much. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta, you gotta kind of let it happen. And I mean, I know there's a lot of people in Nashville and the music centers and everything that punch a clock and sit down and write. Well, they do, you know, which is. Yeah. I think Which they have is a f- good. I, I mean, think the, you know. the more you try to write, the better you're going to be at it. But yeah. um, still, you can't force. I think theirs, or theirs, there's kind of a formula to what they're doing, though, because right. they're trying to make yeah. something that's going to sell. Right. They know right. they yeah. know what people want to hear. They know they, they've got the but thing. They can only know. use these 10 words. Exactly. For, it's, a, yeah. it's a very limited Tailgate. vocabulary. <laughs> Tailgate, Daisy cold Dukes. beer. And cold beer. <laughs> and, and then we're, we're going to rap about Johnny Cash in the middle. <laughs> rap about Johnny Cash. Yeah, those are, those are, those are, those ones are pretty good. <laughs> Talking about growing up with Waylon and Willie yeah. and Johnny Cash, and it's like While this very rapping? strange like, like yeah. rap beat. <laughs> very interesting, yeah. You're for surely influenced by a lot of Johnny Cash, my friend. <laughs> That's well, great. Why don't you play us a song, Dave? Yeah, man. All right. You need a guitar? I got do. One right here. I got you one. Yeah. <laughs> Another Martin. I like Martin. It's a nice guitar. Actually, most of my record was uh, done on that one. <laughs> I love that guitar. It's, it's a good guitar. Justin's. I, I think you still got the same strings on that thing since I've known you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They sound good too. Yeah, if it, if it works. And and I, this, I'm a guy who goes through strings like every show. They still tune. Well, I don't play it a whole bunch. Save it for people like Kyle. Yeah. It's a studio guitar. So what's this song, Dave? You got a story behind how you come up with this? Well, one? Um, this song was uh, kind of like social commentary a little bit, but uh, more like universal uh, uh, love, you know. It's kind of like uh, breaks it right down to the basic, you know. Uh, we've all got... We've all got goodness inside us. We need to let that show a little more, let it shine a little more. This is, uh, let's see, carried on uh, Justin's fiance, Justin Mercer's fiance there. He said, uh, put a ring on his fiance because. Put a ring on it. Uh, it was told to him by Beyonce <laughs> that he had to do that, so he did it. And carried on. Uh, so this dedicated carried on. It's called Let It Shine.
are blood spitting bone from the moment we are born to a world that keep on spinning around and we learn to cuss and hate draw the line and separate till they lay our wrinkled body in the ground there they light up above A light called love And it burns in our heart and our soul Every father, every son Mothers, daughters, everyone Let it shine Let it shine we are darkness, we are light We are day and we are night We ain't nothing if we can't live as one We are black, we are white We are wrong and we are right Ain't no peace inside the barrel of a gun there's a light up above, a light called love, and it burns in our hearts and our souls. Every father, every son, mothers, daughters, everyone, let it shine. While you're breathing in the air Take a little time to care Wrap your head around some goodness and peace For the time that we are here Lose the anger, lose the fear Shine your light until it's all that we see there's a light up above, a light called love, and it burns in our hearts and our souls. Every father, every son, mother's daughters, everyone, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine Let it shine Yes, sir. Beautiful. Let it shine. Yeah, on our first uh, episode, we were talking about that song, and we... All got the name wrong. In the, yeah, yeah. We were all saying yeah, it was shine a lot. But, uh, it's actually my favorite line was "There's no peace in the barrel of a gun." Yeah, yeah awesome. I'm, I'm I'm sure that'll upset some people, but uh, <laughs> it's what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was uh, I wrote this right after that Orlando nightclub shooting. That's yeah. when when that yeah. kind of came out. It was to quote. Uh, uh, Wayne, what's his name out in California? Why can't we all just get along? That was um, 
guy that was uh, Rodney King. Rodney King, and pulled out of his truck, you know, in the middle of all that craziness out there, you know. That was a sad night. It was. Anytime anything like that happens, it's just like you got to just shake your head, you know. Yep. <laughs> what in the hell? Well, you got another one for us? I do. All right. I'm to throw this one on for Yeah. Put a little harp on for it. All right. <laughs> He got a lip whistle. That's what they called it over there. Uh, <laughs> Bodine and the Poachers on the radio show. Oh, we yeah. Did that yeah, oh, yeah. Lip whistle. So he the plays lip. the lip whistle. <laughs> the lip whistle. I like that. <laughs> um, this is one that I wrote for, for my grandmother. It's my, my grandmother, Angie. Uh, her and my grandfather, Leonard, were married for 50 years when he passed away 11 years ago. And uh, this last November would have been their 62nd wedding anniversary. Um, so I kind of wrote this song trying to make sense of what my grandmother was going through. And uh, I've not experienced such a loss, you know, but so this is my, my best attempt at it. And, uh, I, haven't heard, I haven't played it for her yet. She lives all the way up in Michigan. I told my mom next time she sees her, show her, show her the song, the recording I sent her of it. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I'm just, I didn't want to make it real sad, but I asked my mom about it. I was like, well, look, I was like, what do you think? Like, I was like, I really want her to hear this song, but I don't want her to be just like crushed by it. You know, and uh, she said, she said, I think it would make her sad, but I think that she would be proud to know that you wrote it for her and stuff. Absolutely. So I was like, well, next time you see her, like, just like, just in case, you know, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to make it up there again. So I was like, just uh, show her next time, show her the video. (laughs) So uh, this one's called Why Would God Steal? off of the wall ripped the calendar to shreds watch the sun rise in the morning hear you take your last breath and sometimes when I wake up I forget that you were gone 50 years felt like nothing now time is dragging on they say it happens for a reason well, I say that they're all wrong Why would God steal the one reason I've been breathing all along Remember apple trees we'd grow in the spring after the snow the grandkids would come around 
and help us pick them off the ground. Now you're gone, they moved away. The apples rot, the skies turn gray. How I miss those better times. How I miss those sunny skies. I still make two cups of coffee, but one always goes to waste. It used to be my favorite thing, and now I just can't stand the taste. They say it happens for a reason. What a heartless thing to say. Why would God steal the one reason? I had to wake up every day. to run my fingers down all the lines upon your face a reminder of tomorrow a reminder of the grave took the clocks off of the wall ripped the calendar to shreds watch the sun rise in the morning hear you take your last breath Sometimes when I wake up, I forget that you were gone. Fifty years felt like nothing, now time is dragging on. They say it happens for a reason, well I say that they're all wrong. Why would God steal the one reason I've been breathing all along? Why would God steal the one reason I've been breathing all along? That's beautiful. Nice. Yeah, I think she's going to be proud. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> I don't think she'd be sad. I think she'd be mighty proud. That's what I hope. I know. A lot of nice imagery in there. Mm. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's uh that the second verse about the apple trees is all like one hundred percent accurate. We used to go over there and pick apples off the ground and off the trees and make cider and stuff in the barn there and they just she had a little machine that you could throw the apples in and like press it all and it would all juice into this thing and it would catch all the pulp and stuff yeah. and, and a little net so you didn't get it all in there and then we'd like jug it up and just have it to drink and stuff it was always super cool and uh <laughs> yeah since then the the trees just kind of you know that she stopped taking care of them so not there now Strong, strong it is stuff. Heavy. Yeah, good stuff. <clears throat> Sitting there thinking, if I played a song, what would it be? But uh, after those two amazing songs, um, 
Pick it up. I was trying to think, you know, to stay in the same vein, but uh, this is a song. That it kind of ended up being about something different than I actually wrote it about. Nice. Um, I wrote it about being homesick and up and uh, staying up in Nashville, Tennessee, trying to do the music thing and giving it a go and going around and playing and yeah, you know. And I was away from my son and family and girlfriend at the time and you know just was. Like, what am I doing up here? I wasn't getting anywhere. <laughs> so I wrote this song about this. But uh, later down the road, it kind of became, which I didn't see that the way the imagery played out, it seems like a, somebody's died and passed on kind of thing. But uh, So I thought that was kind of cool. I ended up having to uh, play it at my younger cousin's funeral, which was kind of hard. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, uh, he got in a car accident. But, it's called No Home For Me Now. Like, let me back up from this thing a little bit. <laughs> you good. All right. I thought you said you could. Packing my bags Ain't saying no goodbyes Fixing my eyes Where the road meets the sky Don't know where I'll go But I know I ain't been there No, this ain't no home for me now signs out there on the roadside leading my mind down a lost highway farther along the road well I know I will be fine no this ain't no home for me now my bags I ain't saying no goodbyes fixing my eyes where the road meets the sky don't know where I'll go 
But I know I ain't been there No, this ain't no harm for me now No, this ain't no harm for me now I've heard that tune before yeah. But I like hearing it in this setting. <laughs> yeah. I, I skipped the solo because there wasn't going to be one. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the reason why he's a king of the troubadours. That song right there. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> yeah man, that's, uh, that is deep, deep-rooted right there. That comes... Pure and that riff came out of. Uh, I, I wrote the the music first, and uh, I was driving those country roads in Leapers Fork, Tennessee, and um, I got pulled over for having my. They were behind me, following me, for having the brights on. On a country road, they said I couldn't have my brights on. What? Really? And they pulled me over, and they had the flashlights, both two of them, like. And uh, just really <laughs> yeah. shook me up, you know. You ain't from here, are you, boy? Yeah, they really were giving me a hard time, but uh, and I was already like having a bad day with just being up there and nothing working. Yeah. And I went to the my destination where I was staying, and uh, <clears throat> there was a Telecaster and a guitar amp, and I, I just first thing that came out was that riff, and then the next day were the words to it. Uh, I love how you've just, it's really simple, but you sing over top of it, and I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I couldn't do that. Like, I feel like I would lose track trying to, like, sing over top of playing that. Yeah, that's something else he's good at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All them, uh, a lot of songs you write has movement in them. A lot of movement on the uh, on the guitar side of it, you know, yeah. which is, I always had trouble with that. That's why... I have trouble with that. I uh, uh, started <laughs> off playing bass in the beginning, you know, and, and that's like single notes, but it's like, boom, it's, you're constantly, you know, fingering and moving and everything. And you, When I tried to sing and do that at the same time, it was like, forget, <laughs> forget about it. Yeah. So that's what drove me to learn how the to figure, just play uh, chords, you know, rhythm. That's simple enough. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the first thing I learned. And then I wanted to be a badass lead guitar player and I never could do it you know and, and but I had long fingers especially when I was a teenager yeah. so I would come up with crazy chords and I, would, I was like I'll do something these guys can't do you know just and I, I think that's when I started coming up with that kind of stuff I never really gave much of an attempt to doing lead I've just never really had a reason to I guess I always get somebody else on like ha have yeah. a friend hey come on man come play some lead I'll play the simple part it's, it's, <laughs> I think it's two different types of musicians you know so I, I don't, I've never been able to pick that stuff up that great I never understood it I just can't I, I mean people the great lead guitar players they just look at it and they see it you know it's like yeah. my cousin the car mechanic he can look at it and see it, you know, the entire thing. Tear it down and put it back together again. Yeah. Like that, you know. And uh, for some reason, I just was not given that, you know. Uh, uh, 
There's a, there is certain thing that you look at on the guitar neck and uh, it's clear as a bell to some folks and it's like uh, mud to me, <laughs> you know. So I just I just said I knew I couldn't do that lead guitars and there's many of them that can. So I just set out to become a really good rhythm guitar player. Right. <laughs> that was my goal. <laughs> like Tom Petty said one time, he's like, "I'm the I think I'm the last rhythm guitar player." <laughs> the last rhythm guitar player. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I, I figured I was like, well, when I realized I wasn't going to be good at lead guitar, I was like, well, I'm just going to try hard to to write really good words. Yeah, <laughs> That's well, that the finger picking is something that not yeah. a lot of folks can. The finger yeah, pick, you, yeah. yeah, you got Especially that going on. Singing. Pretty technical. Yeah, yeah I couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, you, you can mess it up easy. Oh yeah. Yes. It's true. I, I I feel I just like I said earlier like I'm so much more sloppy when I have a pick and I'm trying Me to. Me too. I'm so sloppy. It, it, it feels foreign. Yeah. And, and uh, you know I never took any structured lessons. They teach you though uh, in beginning guitar to hold your pick right there in between your thumb and your uh, yeah, fourth, yeah. forefinger. I always grab it like that. I mean, that's how I grab fingers, it. Yeah. And yeah. it's like clumsy and. Uh, <laughs> I, I grab it like that. I but I'm holding it. on. I, I, maybe that's what you guys' problem is. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> it is. That's right. <laughs> you follow the not it following just, the rules. It just don't feel right. But <laughs> yeah, I never had lessons either. I just yeah. kind of threw in, you know, threw myself into it. Some friends showed me some stuff, and then I just kind of went on my way. You know? That's right. That's yeah, I think I took three months of chords, and I said, okay. And during that time, met everybody else that was playing at the music store, and said, "I'll just hang out with you guys and learn for free." Yeah, <laughs> for <go>. real. <laughs> just it's fun too when you were first starting out, just sitting there playing around, messing with it. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure the first time I ever picked up a guitar, I thought that you pressed right down on the little yeah, home fret. fret. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, it. "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. Well, we've really enjoyed having you here tonight. It's been buddy great, man. Kyle Keller, absolutely. Damn. I appreciate. It. I, this is my first time meeting Uncle Dave Griffin in person. Yeah, like Isn't that wild, wild? man? This is great. It's been it's great. Beautiful it's to been, meet you. Absolutely. And, uh, well. Continued hope, uh, success on, out there on the road and uh, songwriting and fossil digging and uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I hope we cross paths many more times. Man. Yeah, I think, come I think on back we anytime, will. man. I think we will. come back when you're recording again. Yeah, we'll do absolutely. another one. Yeah. Yeah, this guy and I are going to start working on a, another one here soon after we get this one out and a bunch of new songs about death and stuff. So <laughs> be ready. Good stuff. <laughs> Happy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, it's time once again for the uh, Uncle Dave Griffin tale of the week. Yeah, he had and, to think uh, about it when he wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of my book? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one is, this one is entitled uh, "From the Halls of Montezuma to the Shores of Albany." <laughs> shores. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli are the first two lines of the Marine Corps hymn, introduced by Francesco Maria Scala, the first director of the United States Marine Corps Band. Adapting the song to my own personal history, living in Tripoli, Libya with my Air Force family from 1958 to 60, then moving to the B&S trailer park in Albany, Georgia, where Daddy was stationed for the next four years. The lyrics could have read, from the halls of Tripoli to the shores of Albany. Richard Shore was a lifetime Marine serving in World War II, China, Korea, and doing two tours in Vietnam. 
While stationed at Paris Island, South Carolina, he met his future wife and fellow Marine, Theodora Eaton of Ogunquit, Maine. The Shores moved into the trailer next door to us in 1963, bringing with them a brood of three kids, Brian, Brenda, and Tris, and Mr. Dick's pipes and sale cherry-flavored pipe tobacco. We got along famously. Brian was my age, and as far as I know, he still is. Brenda was a couple years younger, and Tris was five years younger. The Shores, Dick and Teddy and kids, and our family became lifelong friends. My older brother Gary and I watched the United States debut of the Beatles next door at the Shores trailer. They had CBS and the Ed Sullivan Show. We had NBC and Disney's Wonderful World of Color, which still showed up black and white on our 1964 television set. So enthralled were we with the four mop tops from England that Brian, Tris, Gary, and I built homemade guitars out of plywood and clothesline wire, then stood beneath the trailer park streetlights serenading the neighbors, one of whom I was enamored with, Donna Reem, a skinny, dark-haired brunette with a cute overbite. BNS Trailer Park housed mobile homes on two sides with a dirt road entrance that went all the way to the back, looped and carried down the other side till you were back where you started. Between the roads was a grass median filled with Albany pecan trees and Albany sand spurs, both equally famous. Behind the two dozen or so trailers on our side of the park was a field of weeds. Behind those on the Donna Reem side was a small patch of pines, perfect for 10-year-old army maneuvers. The Shore and Griffin boys built up some handsome fortifications. Basically, it was a couple of foxholes dug in the ground, then camouflaged with throwaway boards and pine branches. We were mighty proud of them. One winter evening just after supper, Tris and I were tweaking our military holes in the ground when the Wardlaw brothers, Jimmy and Randy, and a gang of four more from the other side of the trailer park made their way toward our precious turf. I don't know if it was because the Cuban Missile Crisis was still fresh in our minds or if it's just a male species thing, but it was on. Young Tris and I were outnumbered from the start, but we boldly took up position behind a slab of tin and picked up every rock and brick missile they hurled at us, hurling them right back. Knowing we couldn't hold them off for long, I made a battlefield decision and, and told Tris to run back to the trailer for reinforcements get Brian and Gary. He trotted back a minute later and said, they're watching TV. Watching TV? Hell, Huckleberry Hound can wait. We're under attack. Tell them I said they got to come now. So off he ran like a scalded rabbit, and minutes later, Brother Gary was by our side, making the battle a little more even-sided. I'll never forget the rock striking Gary on his forehead. With tears of anger welling up in his eyes, he coolly bent down and picked up a jagged shard of asbestos siding and frisbeed it through the air. It sliced into the chest of one of our unwelcome trespassers. The tide began to turn as we pressed forward, forcing them into a panicked retreat and chasing them down to the rear of the trailer park where they were attempting to make a last-ditch stand. It was down to hand-to-hand -to -hand combat, brothers against brothers. 
Gary was wearing out Jimmy Wardlaw's face when his little brother Randy jumped on Gary's back, clawing and slapping. I yanked him off, turned and saw another member of the Wardlaw gang stab the barrel of an air gun into the ground, raise it to his shoulder to fire a lethal clod of Albany dirt when, cue the cavalry bugles, long-legged Brian Shore leapt across a fence and tore the weapon from his hands. The would-be adversaries did a hasty walk of shame back from whence they came. Our war was over. We had prevailed. A few months later, Daddy was sent to a real war in Vietnam for a year, and our family packed up the pink house trailer and moved back to Waycross, leaving B&S Trailer Park, the Shores, and the Foxholes in Albany. The two families never lost touch with one another. Backyard cookouts in Waycross, birthday celebrations, and beach trip kept us close. The Shores finally relocated to Merritt Island, Florida, where Brian and Tris learned to surf, and Brenda married a surfer and raised surfer babies. In the summer of 1987, Mama and Miss Teddy flew Piedmont Airlines for a week-long visit to Miss Teddy's home in Maine. Those two women really loved each other. Mama passed away in December of 1994, way too soon. And Brian Shore, pastor at Hope Church Jacks in Jacksonville, Florida, delivered a beautiful eulogy at her funeral. Mr. Dick Shore left a big hole in this world in 2002. On April 14, 2018, members of the Griffin and Shore families got together for a long-awaited reunion in Waycross. Time passed slowly with every memorable story as the years slipped away, leaving me with a smile in my heart, the aromatic memory of cherry-flavored pipe tobacco, the sound of the Beatles echoing in my head, and the friendly warmth of a foxhole under a blanket of pine needles on a winter's day in Albany, Georgia. All right. Folks, we appreciate y'all tuning in and watching our podcast. Be sure you like and share. Rate and subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, rate, subscribe, review. All the things. Do your thing. See y'all next time. Hey.